Recorded live at London's Museum of Comedy, wireless theatre company and Snatchback present diminutive detective Drayton Trench in her first fantastic adventure, Great Caesar's Ghost by David K. Barnes. Jason Davis is an ordinary man who has just witnessed an extraordinary crime. Alone and afraid and with only one pair of trousers. He needs the help of London's very best detective. Phineas Urquhart, private detective. My name is Jason Davis. My uncle's been kidnapped and I've just got to get him back. Can you help me? Get out! Right you are. <laughs> I am terribly good at this. <laughs> if that's you again, I'll be very upset. I'm so sorry, but are you sure you can't help me? I could, but I won't. Why not? Your jacket was bought in a half-price sale from an inferior retailer. The dust on your shoes means you couldn't even afford to get here by bus. Your trousers are being held up by an elastic band, and there is a vast yawning chasm where your flies ought to be. Oh, my God, you're good. So, as I often say in the martini lounge across the road, you couldn't afford me, my lad. Goodbye! Oh, wait! How much is your usual fee? I can't tell you. Why not? I never like to see a grown man cry. Good day! I've got 50 quid. Take it or leave it. I'm the greatest detective in Europe. 60 quid. The best in the Western world. 60 quid and this lamp. That's my lamp. <laughs> now put it back. But my uncle is in terrible danger right now. Well, if you can scrape together a few thousand, then I could help you out from afternoon next April. Though my heart really wouldn't be in it and I'd probably accuse the wrong man out of spite. <laughs> but I can't afford a few thousand pounds. You do care about your uncle, don't you? Uh, broadly speaking, yes. Then cough up the cash, simple as that. But I'm just a part-time cricket instructor. I've no idea how I even support myself. It'd take me decades to get that kind of money. So come back to me in a few decades, and then I'll find your uncle dead or alive. I want him alive. Well, that'll cost extra. <laughs> but it can't just come down to money, can it? Yep, definitely can. Oh, what about justice? What about upholding what's good and right and decent? I'm wearing a suit made entirely out of diamonds. Does that answer your question? Now, bugger off before I call for security and shoot them in front of you to teach you a lesson. <laughs> well, there must be someone in London who can help me. <laughs> well, there, 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 there is someone I could just about recommend to you for your sort of money. So long as they're good? <laughs> well, they're definitely available. You'll find them at... Come in! Hello. You're right there. What can I do you for? Well, actually, I'm looking for Drayton Trench. You found her. Do you like crosswords? Not really. In that case, neither do I. You're Drayton Trench, private detective. The best in the business and the most reasonable rates this side of Old Kent Road. <gasps> Are you a client? Um, well... Brilliant! What's your name? Jason Davis. Hello, Jason. Great to see you. Take a seat. I think I'll stand. Um... Oh, call me Drayton. I know the place looks like a bomb's hit it. I'm still settling in. It's a new office. This is your office? A bit small, do you think? Cramped. Snug, I'd say. My old office used to be three times as big. There was too much space. Right. Now everything's within arm's reach. Filing cabinets there. Water cooler there. Unused executive stress toy over there. I solved two cases yesterday without even standing up. Really? <laughs> you know, these days, some detectives can't afford an office at all. Drayton? Yes, Jason? 
this is a telephone box. Yes. Your office is a telephone box. Yes, and you're letting a draft in. Come in, sit down. <laughs> Mind the hat stand. I, I can't sit anywhere. Sure you can. Uh, there's nothing to sit on. It's a telephone well, box. I'll shove these files out the way. There's space on the desk. Now, that's not a desk. It's a cardboard box. Would you rather take my seat? No, I wouldn't. Why not? Because you're sitting on a bucket. I've got a cushion. You can't be serious. OK, it's some rolled up clothes. Are they even yours? <laughs> well, they're here, aren't they? I am sorry, but this isn't an office. It's got everything I need. My files, pens, paper. A telephone. Well, I had to have that disconnected, actually. It was costing me a fortune. Incredible. Well, I've got the internet, though. I just sit on the roof and I can get the Wi-Fi from the house opposite, providing it's not windy. What happens then? Well, the signal's bad and they get blown off. You're the best in the business, are you? Well, you can't judge by appearances, Jason. I might not be wearing any trousers right this minute, but that doesn't make me a bad detective. You're not a detective. You're a tramp. Oh, I'm not. I'll admit I've had to downsize in the last six months, rent being what it is. Oh, why don't you just work from home? I am working from home. <laughs> Here's my hammock. Good God. Do you want a coffee? How could you possibly make it? Saucepan on a Bunsen burner. Got a match? No. Mm, you might need to take it al dente then. Drayton, I've got the milk. Oh, beg your pardon. Didn't mean to interrupt. Come in, Marjorie. Uh, there's really no room. Uh, hello there. Okay. Wow, hi. <laughs> Jason Davis. Marjorie, Marjorie Banks. Pleased to meet you, sir. Marjorie's my secretary. You live in a phone box and you've got a secretary. Well, every detective needs a reliable secretary. Oh, dear. The milk's on. Never mind. Does your secretary even get paid? Of course she gets paid. And she's worth every penny. Aren't you, Marjorie? I certainly am. You certainly are. Jesus Christ. Have you got an exciting case for us? We haven't had one of those for a while. Hey, I nearly killed myself during our last escapade. Well, I suppose the tree was very tall and that cat was very fierce. Your last case was getting a cat out of a tree. It had an important clue gripped in its mouth. What was that? Another cat, and I saved him. <laughs> Mrs. Figs was ever so grateful. And she finally had something to put on the fire. Look, I am sorry, but you can't possibly help me. Oh, I'm sure she can, Mr. Davis. I've been working with Drayton Trench for seven years now, and in all that time, she's never lost a case. I am not telling my problems to a woman wearing Amazon parcels for shoes. Then why'd you come here, then? Phineas Urquhart recommended you. Why'd he do that? Because he was taking 16 gallons of piss out of me, that's why. Well, that's not very nice. I suppose not. But I guess if you haven't got the money, then you can't get the help. If you'll excuse me, I'm going home to find my uncle by myself. Here, buy yourself a decent cup of coffee. Oh. Goodbye. Oh, Jason, wait! I think he does need us, Drayton. I think so too, Marjorie. It's time for Drayton Trench to take to the streets again. Fetch me my detectiving trousers. You're sitting on them. Ah, brilliant. And now they're pressed. What a saving. <laughs> Come on, Marjorie. We've got a case to solve. <sighs> what the hell am I going to do? I've probably got to find my uncle. I suppose there's only one person I can still call upon. <clears throat> Hello? Mr. Phineas Urquhart? Mm. I was wondering if you'd reconsider. I'm prepared to go up to 80 pounds. You've still got my lamp. Give it back. Oh, uh, goodbye. 
Well, I guess I'm on my own after all. Three o'clock. Okay, first I eat something. Then I'll have to go out and see what I can do. I think I've still got something in the fridge. Hello, Jason! Ah! Oh, you haven't cleaned this in a long time, have you? What are you doing in my fridge? Looking for clues. Well, there's nothing in there. Actually, I was wondering if you were going to eat these ham slices. They're only two days out of date. Get out of my flat! I just want to help you, Jason. I don't need any help. I can do it alone. Why bother when I can help? Tell you what, if I don't get results, you don't have to pay me a single penny. Now, remember, my fee's very reasonable. How reasonable? How much have you got? 50 quid. 50 quid, mate! That's the most I've ever made. I could buy an up-to-date newspaper and an oven glove. And I could order a small salad at a fancy restaurant. Oh, come on, give us a chance. It'd be brilliant. Fine, whatever. Just get out of my fridge. Sure thing, chief. Oh, that's Marjorie. I'll let her in. How did you even find out where I lived? Jason, I sleep under a phone book. Is it all sorted? Yeah, Jason wants our help. For 50 pounds. 50 pounds? I know. You won't be disappointed, Mr Davis. We'll see. You'll definitely be getting your money's worth. Oh, good. Oh, no, wait. I... Why don't you tell us all about it? Yeah, Jason, tell us your story from the beginning. I'll have a munch on this cream cracker. Do you want some butter on that? Butter? You live like a king. <laughs> Where did your problems begin, Mr Davis? It all started earlier this morning. I had woken early to go and teach cricket to a client, but he had to stay in and do his maths homework. So... I found myself with time to spare. Then, I received a phone call from my uncle, who said he was in terrible danger. I thought he'd simply picked a fight with the postman again, and I was about to say something absolutely withering, really. It would have been a classic riposte. When he told me he had to see me immediately about something that could change the world. I was curious, with nothing to do, so I went round to his residence in Pimlico straight away. Ah, Jason, my dear fellow. Were you followed? As usual, yes, but not by anyone I didn't recognise. Excellent! Quickly, come inside. Ah, let's have something to warm us up, eh? What time is it? Nine in the morning. Splendid! Time for brandy. <laughs> my uncle is Roman archaeologist and disgraced former character actor Sir Percy Price. I'm the only member of the family unlucky enough to be in regular contact with him especially since his own children were lost in the Beanie Baby avalanche of 95. <laughs> he took me through to the study. Now, what's all this about being in terrible danger? I'm in the most dreadful fix, Jason. That's why I need all of these delicious brandies to steady my nerves. <laughs> of course. This morning, I was sitting in the lounge holding my classics degree into a little paper hat. <laughs> when... When suddenly that floozy of a postman delivered me this! He gestured madly at a small stone statue of what looked like a man in a toga. Well, it's a small stone statue of what looks like a man in a toga, so what? An old student sent that from an excavation in Rome. It's Julius Caesar! That's what it is! Julius Caesar! Upon further questioning, my uncle revealed that since waking up one hour ago, he'd consumed seven pints of brandy. <laughs> Far less than his recommended dose. This was serious. Jason, I'm afraid there are things about me of which you are not yet aware. Dark secrets and terrible doings. One day, long into the future, 
I'll tell you all about them. He then started telling me all about them. <laughs> I have friends, Jason. Strange but important friends. Some of them buy me drinks. Some of them don't. In fact, those ones aren't really my friends. And I'm looking forward to abstaining from their funerals! He discussed this subject thoroughly. After a couple of hours, I interrupted him. Why do you think you're in danger? The men I'm talking about all share a common secret. They're all members of the cult of Caesar. The what? I... <laughs> Uh, I want you to look after this little statue. No matter what exciting and sexy adventures might happen to me, you must guard it with your life. Promise me that, Jason, and I'll put you back into my will by the end of the year. All right, Uncle. I'll look after it. But can you please tell me what it's all about? I knew I could trust you, Jason. You're like the son I never wanted. <laughs> And unless we get suddenly interrupted within the next few seconds, I will reveal to you absolutely everything about this entire... There was an explosion. <laughs> the doors to the study were ripped from their hinges and went flying across the room pulverizing my uncle's collection of Christoberg vinyl records, which was a blessing for us all. Though um, A Spaceman Came Traveling is still a fairly definitive Christmas classic. Yes, it is. <clears throat> anyway, in strode a tall woman with long purple hair, wearing dark glasses and a leather catsuit. Hello, boys. My uncle started quaking in his spats, and it took all his strength just to raise the glass to his lips, finish his drink, and pour himself another one. Who in the name of Nicholas Parsons are you? And why couldn't you just knock? You're coming with me, Sir Percy. The cult of Caesar would like a word with you. You can't just kidnap my uncle like that. Watch me. Jason, you've got to distract her. What are you going to do? I'm going to sneak in a quick drink before the trip. <laughs> it's time to say goodbye, Sir Percy. I hope your friend doesn't try anything. Not unless he wants to get hurt. I leapt at her, flailing my fists of fury. We grappled briefly, but she managed to hurl me through the air and over my uncle's desk. Excuse me. The last thing I heard before I blacked out was the sound of her piteous laughter, <laughs> mingled with my uncle sobbing as he realized my fall had been broken by his extensive collection of terracotta frogs. No! <laughs> when I awoke, they were both gone. Next to me was a note. It said, go to the police and your uncle dies. At first I thought it was an offer, but in retrospect, I think it's a threat. And the paper has some sort of crest. The cult of Caesar. I decided that maybe if I got myself a detective, they'd be able to find my uncle discreetly without arousing suspicion. Don't worry. Discreet is my middle name. Is it, though? Yep. OK, I'm going to ask you again. No, it's not. I thought not. Well, it's actually Marianne. Don't care. Do you still have the statue of Julius Caesar? Oh, sure. Here it is. I wonder if it was connected to your uncle's kidnapping. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. I'll keep it with me for now, just in case. What's our first step, Drayton? We need some leads. 
and the best place to find them is the scene of the crime itself. Right, let's go. Wait! Oh, no, I've left my magnifying glass back at the office. Do people still use those? I must have taken it out of my pocket when I was pressing my trousers. I can't go on a case without my lucky magnifying glass. Maybe just this once you won't need it? Oh, it just wouldn't feel right. I'll go back and find it. In the meantime, print off some photos of Sir Percy to show people. We might need them. Gotcha. Cracking. Won't be long. Lucky magnifying glass. She's very superstitious. But then she has taken it on every case. And she's never lost a case. Who said that? You did. (laughs) Oh, that was a lie. So how many cases has she actually solved? She tries her best, and that's all you can ask of anyone, isn't it? Oh, that's ridiculous! Let's print those photos. magnifying glass. Now we're cooking with sticks. Let's look at this statue. Hello? Drayden Trench. That's me. You're right. My name's Bridget O'Shaughnessy. I inquired at my hotel for the name of a reliable private detective and they mentioned yours. Well, I've never been called reliable before. <laughs> Please, uh, sit down. I'll just get the shower curtain out your way. Oh, um, I'll cut right to the chase. I'm trying to find my father. I have reason to believe he's still here in London. Do you have any ideas? Oh, that's where I hoped you'd come in. Oh, normally I'd love to, but I'm sort of already on a case right he's now. He's a very important man. Perhaps you've heard of him. Sir Percy Price, the archaeologist? Used to be a disgraced character actor. That's right. Uh, he was kidnapped from his home this morning, and we're sick with worry about him. You've got to find Daddy for me. Don't worry, Miss O'Shaughnessy. I'll find him. In fact, I think I'll start right now. Oh, I'd be ever so grateful. we better check out your father's place right away before the trail goes cold. Of course. My car's parked just over there. Where does he live? Pimlico. Now that's very interesting. Ask me why. Why? I'll tell you later. Lead the way, Miss O'Shaughnessy. Nice place. Sir Percy must be a very rich man. He's a very good archaeologist. One of the most respected men in his field. There are certain individuals who give anything to have his knowledge. Maybe that's why he was kidnapped. Maybe, Miss Trench. Well, here's the study. Let's see what we can find. Mm, signs of a struggle. Some broken terracotta frogs. And lots of photos on his desk. Any sign of a statue? What statue would that be? I'm sorry, I I didn't mention it. My father was going to give it to me as a wedding present. Congratulations! Thank you. It's a small statue of Julius Caesar, about so big. I'll keep an eye out for it, though. I would have thought you'd been a bit more concerned about your father. (laughs) Oh, well, of course I am, but this statue has been in our family for generations. There's some photos of it here on his desk. Looks like your father was studying it shortly before he was kidnapped. How mysterious. What are you looking at now? Oh, it's a photo album. Just pulled it off the shelf. I can't see how that's relevant. I love looking at family photos. Old and happy memories. There's never anything bad in a photo album. You're wasting your time. Shouldn't you be looking for clues? Oh, I am, Miss O'Shaughnessy. This album has given me a great clue, or at least it's confirmed a suspicion. What's that? Just that it's strange that your father's family photo album doesn't have any photos of you in it. Surely it must. Nope, not a single one. 
And I think I'd recognise you, what with that long purple hair you've got, and those dark glasses, and that leather catsuit, great fit by the way, and that gun. Get those hands up or I'll shoot. I see you're not easily fooled, Drayton. I see you're not easily fooled either. I didn't tell you Sir Percy was kidnapped from his study, and yet you made for it straight away. Because, of course, you're working for Jason Davis, aren't you? I can't break the confidentiality of a client. You are, though, aren't you? Yes, but I still can't break the confidentiality of a client. Save it, Drayton. I asked my hotel to find the names of all the detectives within Jason's price range. And it took me all the way to your crummy little phone box. Look, it might not be a palace, but if I can get some central heat... Give me the statue. Now. I don't know where it is. You're a bad bluffer. Tell me where it is or I'll shoot you with my gun. Okay, okay. Keep your hair on. I've got it here. Thank you, Drayton. Very obliging of you. I'd have hated to have damaged it. Whoa, hang on, I gave you the statue, what more do you want? Nothing, I'm afraid you've made yourself quite dispensable. Now this is the part of the job I really enjoy. Yes, you've seen the type. I'm very sorry our acquaintance was cut so short. Owen Drayton. Yeah? Your fee is in the post. Oh, cheers. That was episode one of Drayton Trench in Great Caesar's Ghost, starring Alice Osmansky as Drayton, Susan Casanova as Marjorie, Peter Wicks as Jason, Stephen Critchlow as Sir Percy, Beth Eyre as Violet, and Simon Kane as Phineas Urquhart. The script was written by David K. Barnes. Can Drayton escape the assassin's bullet? Will the lucky magnifying glass get mentioned again? Find out in the next thrilling instalment of Drayton Trench!